Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who does not have a Spotify wrapped because apparently he doesn't listen on Spotify. He listens on Apple Music. Brandon Siegel. Yeah, you know, yeah, I gave my spiel beforehand. I, I just, I like the uh, the whole Apple integration, so I, I, I opted not to. And here's the thing: I know Spotify is better. It's not a question of whether Spotify Apple Music is better. Spotify makes playlists for you like every week and stuff. They they do a lot of good stuff. Um, but uh, personally, I, I'm just gonna stick with Apple Music. Um, but also today, as always, we have our amazing producer, uh, leader, mogul, uh, spectacular human being. Leader of I've I've heard it's just a rumor with all like the facial hair and the hair. Leader of wolves, Max Marco. Max, how you doing today? Feeling good. Feeling a little nervous about about my bills today. Yeah, I but, hey uh, I would I would be. You know what they've? I feel like their defense is legit. Uh-huh. It's gonna be it's certainly gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be a good mm-hmm. game. Hey, you just gotta have big trust. Okay, yeah. big trust. They've never seen anything like. Uh, Lamar Jackson, so it's it's gonna be a rough one for them. Mm. Uh, and I'm actually I'm not a huge believer in the Bulls or the Bills. I think they're not bad, but I think they've had a lot of help with their schedule. Yeah, they've they had have. a really easy schedule. Um, I I mean like it was just kind of funny to see like everybody going into the Thanksgiving game being like, oh like the, you know the Cowboys are terrible. They should be able to beat the Cowboys. And then yep. when they did beat the Cowboys, everybody was like, oh they beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, the Cowboys just haven't been. I mean I I predicted at the beginning of the year that I thought the Cowboys were gonna be just amazing. And they just really they haven't. Just, no. yeah, they I mean, haven't it's, lived up. it's all been coaching for them. I think it's it, it's have, definitely yeah. it's crazy because they have a lot of talent. But yeah. you know, maybe we'll get to that a little bit later in the episode. Trevor, what, what do we got on the uh, the schedule today? So today we're going to talk about uh, Georgetown basketball. They have two players transferring for different reasons. So we will talk about that. Uh, Panthers have fired Ron Rivera, um, and, and another coaching coaching firing was the Knicks have fired David Fisdale. In addition to that, we have we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving in this uh, Instagram post. Uh, the Rockets, who lost by two in a basket, was not counted. So uh, they, maybe they were robbed. I don't know. We're going to get into small talk trivia, randomly ranked, and finish up with our main topics of some college basketball topics, the Big Ten AC Challenge, college football topics, talk about the college football playoff that was just released. We have the top four. And um, if we have time, maybe talk a little NFL. Yeah, so uh, like I say every episode, um, great episode planned for you guys today. Um, let's get right into it. So Georgetown, uh, they, they, they got in a debacle. I, I feel like that's the correct word, a debacle, because it's, a, it's an issue. Uh, basically what happened is uh, Georgetown had a couple players on their team who allegedly stole $1,600 worth of items, uh, and then they threatened the accuser on FaceTime, and I'm, I'm just reading the headline of the article right there. So, Trevor, I'm, I'm going to let you uh, kind of talk a little bit more about this because you know a little bit more about the players that are in it. So, Trevor, what what happened? What, what on earth is going on with uh, Patrick Ewing's team? Yeah, so first of all, there's two different issues here. James Akinjo, who is the second-leading scorer on Georgetown, he's a great player. He's, he's a guard for them. Um, he is transferring, not for not having anything to do with that, apparently. He's just transferring on his own, own for unknown reasons, which is really... I just don't know what to make of it. And then when you have Joshua LeBlanc, who is the fifth-leading scorer for Georgetown and is involved with two other players, uh, Myron Gardner and um, Galen Alexander, who Myron Gardner played at Spire last season. He's a freshman. We watched mm-hmm. him. Um, and those three uh, players are involved in accusations of burglary. I think um, Gardner is uh, accused of like sexual harassment and assault. 
Um, so this is really like a crazy story and definitely a big hit for Georgetown, a team who was supposed to get to the NCAA tournament this season. And now uh, I don't know about that. It's really this whole story is kind of crazy. But I mean, just so much happened and really like not that large amount of time. Um, and I, I agree, Georgetown was kind of poised for a pretty good season with Mac McLung. I love him. I know you like him a lot. Um, really a player that probably would have fit well at uh, West Virginia, but uh, to continue on this story, uh, it's just, it's it's so interesting. There's I mean, these players, there's a link to sexual assault, harassment, and burglary. It's just really so wild. So, I mean, what, what's your final take on this? Like, I mean, what is Georgia going to do now? Uh, they're in some trouble. This is definitely uh, bad for the program. It might be bad for Patrick Ewing if he... Um, knew something about this or if some of the coaches knew about this because um, this story, like, it, it just came out, like, in the past couple of days. Yep. But the, the, uh, the um, like, accusers and the events, like, happened, like, a month ago. Like, some of these, like, one of them, our restraining order happened on, like, November 5th. Um, so it, it's weird that this is just now all coming out. Um, and it's just really strange. I mean, I don't have, like, a – my take is that it's really weird and Georgetown is in trouble. And they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, this does date back a couple months, so it's going to be interesting how this uh, kind of pans out. Moving along to Ron Rivera, who was the head coach of the uh, Carolina Panthers. It was just fired, um, as they have not done so hot this year. Did you agree with this? Did, did you did you like Ron Rivera's coach? Because he's had some success there, and he's supposedly like this really, really great guy. There was a, a thing on Twitter that came out about how he, uh, at the I believe it was at the Super Bowl or Pro Bowl, I can't remember which one, um, he took like a picture they had, like, team pictures, and then after, he wanted his own personal picture, so he took out his own camera and took a picture of the team as, like, a memory. <laughs> so, like, supposedly he's, like, a really, really great guy. And, I mean, we know he's a good coach. He's had a lot of good years in Carolina. This year has definitely not been the best, but they have been played with injuries, um, and they do have a lot of talent. So, I mean, what, what do you think about this? Yeah, you know, obviously, Ron Rivera, he had some great years when they, you know, went to the Super Bowl um, and years back and lost to the Broncos. Obviously, they had a great year that year. But since then, they really haven't done a lot. Um, they've kind of struggled, especially having, as you said, the talent they do, having a you know, quarterback in Cam Newton who you know, came with so much talent. But they have an injury problems. So um, should he be fired? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough to say. But he, he really hasn't gotten the job done with the talent. So you know, maybe that is a good enough reason. Yeah, personally, I don't like this move. I, I like Ron Rivera a lot. Um, I, I know he had a very emotional like last com- uh, press conference, um, and I, I know for a fact he'll be back on his feet in the NFL somewhere, whether it's a coordinating position or a head coaching position. He, he's a good coach. Uh, so I personally, I don't agree with this. They were like 5-7 and seven this year, too. Like, I mean, they weren't doing well, don't get me wrong, but Cam Newton, their, their quarterback's hurt. I know they had other injuries on the team. So, like, to, to me, at the very least, I, I don't like this move. It's not a move that I would do. Uh, but moving along to a different coach firing in a different uh, sport. The Knicks reportedly fired Coach uh, David Fisdale, which I think it's now official. Um, so, Trevor, who did, did you like David Fisdale as a coach? Let's, let's take him off the Knicks. Do you like him as a coach? I like David Fisdale a lot. Um, obviously, he was— uh... He coached at Memphis. He was an assistant with the Miami Heat. So for obvious reasons, since he was with the Heat, I really like David Fisdale just as a person, you know, and and just from what I can observe, I think he's a great guy and a really good coach. So the Knicks, as we know, they're a disaster of an organization. Um, and, and now firing David Fisdale, like, I don't know where they go from here. Like, David Fisdale isn't the reason the Knicks are bad. Like, they have horrible players. They have horrible ownership. They're just a horribly run franchise in – yeah, they're a disaster. I'm I'm glad for David Fisdale, honestly, that he's out of there because he deserves better than that horrible franchise. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I like David Fisdale as a coach. However, I do think this was the right move for them. I think they just need to start new. Um, and it goes down to management as a whole. Uh, they just have not done a good job. I mean, all these free agent prospects this past year, they, they not one of them really they came close to getting. And so much so where two of them went to the you know their New York rival, uh, the Nets. So, I mean, I, I think this was the right move for now. I, David Fisdale is a great coach. I, I think he'll land somewhere. Um, he hasn't had a ton of great success recently, um, but he will land somewhere. I, I think if he's in a role like a Jason Kidd role in L.A. somewhere, he could be a big, big, big help. And I, I think he will be a head coach again in the league. Um, but the Knicks are really a disaster. They're terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, they really have nothing going on. Do you like How, how in your opinion, has R.J. Barrett done this year? Um, he's been all right. You know, he's he's been decent. But I, I just the moves they made over this offseason, like signing like Julius Randle and like they have like four or five power forwards on their roster. It just doesn't make sense. Like yeah. They, they could have just saved their money and maybe waited and made moves um, before the trade deadline. But instead, they wanted to spend most of their money in the summer. It just made no sense. They're just horribly run, like I said before. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's tough when you're like that big of a market and you're like, we need to win now. And I mean, the Knicks have been really not great for a long time. So I, I think, you know, the mindset is like we can't be rebuilding because we're not this small organization that has these nice pieces that we can get rid of and get, you know, draft prospects. I think you really have to fully embrace a rebuild, and that's not what they've done. Signing Julius Randle is not embracing a rebuild. You're just not embracing a rebuild. No. By, I mean, Julius Randle's an above-average player, yeah, but you're paying player. him way too much money for way mm-hmm. too long. Um, so, I mean, that's just my take on it. Uh, moving along to some Kyrie Irving uh, information. So Kyrie uh, had an interesting post uh, after the uh, Celtics Nets game, uh, Celtics fan. First of all, Boston fans suck. Okay, let's just put that one out there. They are not the best fans. And let me explain why. Uh, when stuff like this happens, they're terrible. Their opponents. And I, I, I'm looking you dead in the eyes during this because you're you're partially a Boston fan. You know, I think it's again the big market philosophy where like a player leaves like that. Um, and now they hate him. So he put this really long post. So I'm going to let you sum it up, um, and you know, kind of. I, I want to hear your your thoughts on this because I think he'll be a little bit more knowledgeable. Yeah. So I think Kyrie again. It's just more of his antics. He's being a drama queen. Honestly, he's he's like he sounds like he's whining and being a crybaby. It's it's all nonsense. I think he's basically complaining after the Boston Celtics game because they were booing him because he. <laughs> He came to the Celtics because he wanted his own team. He wanted to, you know, he didn't want to play with LeBron. He didn't he go to the Celtics. To he got traded. But I'm saying, well, yeah, he got traded. But he <laughs> want he wanted the trade because he wanted, he wanted trade, his yes. own team. So he got his own team. He got a good situation where the Celtics should have been a contender. And then he he doesn't have the greatest season. Like he, he plays good, but like they they don't they don't win the championship or anything like that. You know, and he just complains mm-hmm. about. Like, he's basically throwing other players under the bus. It's just everything that Kyrie, his actions the past couple years have just made no sense. He wanted his own team, has his own team, still was complaining. Now he's complaining about the fans, and I don't even know what he's talking about here. Like, I read this whole Instagram story, and I have no clue what he was actually trying to say. Here, do you, do you have like an idea of what he's well, trying hold on. to say? Here's my question. What do, when Kyrie went to the Celtics, what were we expecting? Were we expecting them to win a championship? Well, no, not necessarily. But the thing is, he wasn't. He still wasn't happy. Like he, like the he thing wanted is, his own team, and he, he got here's it. Here's my here's my argument he against that. I think he did want his own team. And I think he realized he can't do it alone. But I don't. I don't know how that serves hate from fans. Like I don't know why you're yelling Kyrie sucks when I mean he did go out there and ball and he did his thing. I don't know what I mean. Were we expecting a championship of Boston? No, no one thought they were gonna beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. No one thought they would beat 
you know, uh, uh, the the Raptors, a team like that with Kawhi Leonard. I think I don't know why. I don't understand. I kind of understand where Kyrie's coming from. Obviously, Kyrie's a little bit of a drama queen, but like he's getting booed from fans where he was put into a situation. Like it's not like he necessarily chose Boston. Like it's not like that. I mean, whether this could be true or not, but it's not like that was his first option. It's not like I want to go to Boston. That's where I want to be. He got traded. That was a team that had a lot of assets and that had the ability to trade for him. The reason he left is because that's not the situation he ideally wanted. He wanted to be in Brooklyn. He's not from Boston. That's not where he wanted to be. So like I. I don't get, and this is why I say Boston fans suck. You're you're booing a man who, I mean, like he gave everything he had. They weren't gonna win. I don't think anyone in the right mind would have thought, hey, the Celtics are gonna win the uh, the NBA championship over the the Golden State Warriors with five All Stars on their team. No, I mean, no one thought that. So I don't know. Coming from someone who's, I don't, I'm not biased in this situation. I believe because I actually don't love Kyrie. I think he's a little bit overrated. I don't think he can lead a team, which he can't. That has been proven. But I don't know what we expected as, you know, what you expected as like a, I mean, you're not really a Celtics fan, but like what Boston fans expected. So they're booing him like, you know, he never said anything bad about Boston. He just didn't want to be there. So he left. That's business. That's how stuff works. If you're at a job you don't want to be at, you go get a different job. Right? Like, I mean, is this, he was a free agent, so he decided to leave. There was no bad blood. Yeah. That's the thing. But to me, like the Celtics, even though he did get traded, to me, that's one of the best situations he could have been in because it's a situation where you're the best player you're the leader of your team and you have a chance of winning a championship you know you're you're in the playoffs you're a really good team and there were moments last season where Kyrie was essentially like throwing his other teammates under the bus and uh, I don't know just some mm-hmm. he, he didn't but seem like the greatest teammate to me I, and I'm yeah, not saying like he is. some of these fans obviously they're brutal with you know some of the hate they spew yeah, and but, the thing is is they're so not saying true. Kyrie sucks because he was bad the teammates they're saying Kyrie sucks because he's not on their team anymore that's my thing about it. So, like, whether he's a agree. good teammate or not, I mean, but that's why that's what fans do. I don't think they want. I, don't, I think by the end of the season, they didn't want him on uh, their team anymore. I wouldn't want Kyrie on my team, but I mean, they yeah, weren't gonna win. Exactly. That's yeah. And honestly, ideally, they they gave up all these assets, which actually turned out to be really not great assets for Kyrie. They really got a good deal. They they loaned out a, one of the you know one of the better point guards in the league for for a year or two. And how long was it? A year and a half, two years. Yeah, yeah, like Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, it was yeah. a good deal for sure. So I mean, they ended up getting a good deal, and now they're booing him because he didn't want to be in Boston. I mean, that that's that's the thing to me. But you know, let's move on from here. Um, to a, a, we're gonna go over this quickly. An interesting story out of Houston. Um, the Rockets filed a protest after James Harden's uncounted uh, basket. It was kind of a dunk, you said, correct? Yeah. Um, against San Antonio, it didn't count. They ended up losing by two. So again, give us a rundown of what exactly happened here. Yeah, so it was uh, early in the fourth quarter, I believe, and James Harden he made a breakaway uh, dunk, and it clearly went through the hoop when you watch the replay. But like, it was weird because it dunked, and then the ball like it went through the net, but then it like kind of curled mm-hmm. like out and went up. It was it was weird, but like when you watch the replay, it clearly went in, and they said there was no basket. And we have replay now in the NBA, and this is something that you can easily replay. So it's Definitely confusing that they got it wrong. It's questionable. Now, the Rockets, they were up big at this time, and they ended up blowing their lead, so that's bad on the Rockets. But nevertheless, this basket should have been counted, and the Rockets probably should have won. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the NBA does with this, um, but you know, it kind of is what it is with the situation. Um, you know, It's interesting that they, they paid a $10,000 protest fee uh, to see you know, what would happen with this uh, protest. Um, but moving along to Small Talk Trivia, this is our segment where we have a little scoreboard going. We each ask each other a trivia question. Right now it is 15 to 12. Um, Trevor, why, why don't you go first with trivia question, David? All right, so my question is going to be re- related to uh, college football, quarterbacks. And so Joe Burrow, he's had an amazing season. 
uh, one of the best seasons a quarterback has had in college football history, and he's also projected to be a first-round pick yep. in a lot of mock drafts. Yep. So my question is, who is the last LSU quarterback that was taken in the first round of the NFL draft? Hmm. Interesting. I There's one name that comes to my mind. It's uh, LSU's quarterbacks. Oh, my God. They really haven't had a great you know, bunch. Um, the, the name that comes to my head is Matt Flynn. I'm pretty sure he played on LSU. I don't know if he was a first-round pick, though. That's the that's the question. I'm not 100% sure who it is. Who else played at LSU that was good? That's the that's the true question. Is the, Was this player a good NFL player at all? Um, They were very good in college, I'll tell you that, because they were first-round I'm sure pick. they were good um, in college. NFL, Thank you for the help. Um, Man, I, I feel like when you when I tell you the answer, if you don't get it, you're going to be like <laughs> saying I should have got it. But an NFL, no, he did not have a great NFL career. I'm trying to think who the – the only player I can think of from LSU is Matt Flynn. I'm trying to go back in my mind um, to who it could have been. Wasn't uh, – shoot. There's another name I have in my head, but I can't, I can't remember if he went to LSU. I don't think he did. I, I don't think it's now. I'm not thinking it's Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn wasn't a first round pick. Did did Jamarcus Russell go to LSU? I can't remember. I don't know if he went to LSU. I'm just gonna say Jamarcus Russell because I think I think he went to LSU, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm I'm downing myself a little bit. Is that your final answer, Max? You, you got a comment here, Max? I'm thinking more of a more recent answer, but I'm not sure if he was a first-round pick at all. I don't know if... Who was a quarterback from LSU that was recently a first-round pick? I, I believe... I don't think Marcus the, the, Russell the person, went to LSU The person now. that I'm thinking of, I want to say that they were drafted by the Jets, maybe? But somehow wound up on the Titans? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure who you're talking about. I'll just go with Jamarcus okay, well, Russell. Why not? Yeah, if, if 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 it's not my, I, I was thinking Zach Mettenberger. Oh no, no he wasn't no, first round. No, but I, yeah, I didn't think he was first round. So it is Jamarcus Russell. Oh my God, no way! I really did not think you were gonna say that because it seemed like the direction you were going, you you like weren't even gonna think of him. But yes, it's Jamarcus Russell. I was thinking, I was like, he was the first pick. Yeah, yeah, in the 2007 NFL draft. I was he like thinking, I'm like, who was good at LSU? And I was like, I remember Matt Flynn was 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 good. Yeah, but, I think I think first round pick probably give it away. Yeah, no, because I was like, why? I don't think Matt Flynn was a first round pick. I don't even know if he got picked. He was like sixth round or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. So all right, I can't believe that was that was an accomplishment for sure. Yeah, I'll take that point. All right, Trevor. So your question today um, is going to be about college basketball awards. Um, so my question is, who won the first ever men's basketball Naismith Coach of the Year award? During the 1987 season. Okay, 1987. Who won the first mm-hmm. Naismith Coach of the Year award? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of great coaches in 1987. Um, um, wow. So, like... Okay, so Coach K was obviously younger... Um, trying to think of... What, what's his... Oh, what's the guy's... I forgot the guy's name. Um... The coach that I they coached mm-hmm. at Indiana. That's like definitely a good option. I I forget his name, which is insane. I'm a college basketball fan. I should know this. Um. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember his if, name. Which if it's is any clue, it's the, it's the 86 to 87 season. Okay. I don't know if that's any clue or helps you at all. 
Um, there was the guy at NC State with that big upset. I'm just trying to think of like moments in the '80s. Right. Uh, wow. Um, I'm gonna have to take some kind of guess here. Rick Pitino was coaching. He was doing pretty well. Um, what's his name? Oh wow. I I'm like trying to think of this this name. I think you got it. I think I think you'll get it. There's, there's a, there's definitely. You just got to think of all the the great coaches that we've had in history. We've had a lot of good ones. I, I have like I have it in my mind, but I literally forgot the guy's name. It's, it might be him, um, but I, I really don't know. So I'm gonna have to guess because we're taking up time. Rick Pitino. It's not right, but that's uh, is my that guess. your final answer, Rick Pitino? Yeah. Uh, from my understanding, I don't see Rick Pitino's ever won the award. Okay. Um, that I see here. It, I think you had it. Uh, do you know that coach at Indiana? Yeah, the, it it was the Indiana coach. I forget his name. Is his name Bob Knight? Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's who I was thinking of. I was like, what is the guy's name? I I, I am very disappointed in myself. Yeah, right now. You know, Bob Knight is correct. Actually, Coach K won it for the third the third year it was uh, 88, 89, third possible year. Um, but uh, that was that was that was a close one for you. Oh you probably should have had that. But I that, definitely. Should I feel have like that. that's karma for your thirty good guesses that you've had. Yeah, I guess. Um, but. Uh, if you guys do have uh, any questions you want to ask us, please send them in. Maybe we'll use them on randomly or, and uh, small talk trivia. But we're, we're going to go quickly into randomly ranked because we are we are very long on time here. Yes, very very long. Um, so today's randomly ranked is going to be our top three favorite wing sauces. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to really quick because I'm super boring. I do not like a lot of foods and sauces in general. So my three are very 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 boring. My number three is going to be literally any barbecue sauce because I love barbecue sauce. Number two, I'm going to go with teriyaki sauce. I don't normally get these on wings. Uh, I have once or twice, um, but you know, it's, it's not too bad. Number one, and this is a big one here. I want everyone to understand. If you have a wings over near you, get their barbecue sauce. Slap them on those wings, and eat. I'm telling you. First of all, wings are amazing. Can we all, three, the yes. three of us, universally agree that wings are one of the best foods out there? Absolutely. Okay. I'm telling you, go to wings over, get their barbecue sauce. Did, did, Max, have you been to wings over? Do you, do you, are you a I've, frequent uh, wings over user? I'm not a frequent user. The only reason, though, is because my uh, standard for wings is is very high. Okay. Um, so what's your number? What's your, your top one? My top sauce, so- I mean, my sauce probably just be you know, the hottest that you can get it. I'm just cool. buffalo, hot? Big spice guy. Okay, um, okay. I, there's a particular um, wing restaurant that where I'm from in Buffalo where... Uh, it's called Elmo's, and is that like the famous place that like Cleo Mac loves? Yeah, I, I don't know if that's. I just know there's like a super famous place there. That's, that's the exact one. Yes. yes, and they do a. Uh, it's a double dip Cajun hot. Very that good. good. Very good. That sounds good. Trevor, quickly, what is your top three favorite wing sauces? Uh, I, you got a lot here. I, yeah. I know you do. Yeah, so there's so many good wing sauces, but number three, Buckeye Barbecue from Quaker Steak and Lube. So okay. good. It's pretty hot. But uh, shout out to Devin Landon. We we ate this at Willow Lake and our. Um, our mouths were on fire. Right, right. Um, Shout out to them. Number two, I'm going with Boomerangs from Little Wing. Now, this is a local place. Most of you will not know this, but it's from my hometown. Boomerangs, very good. It's almost like a barbecue. And then number one, I'm going with Asian Zing from Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. The ultimate wing sauce. It's it's so good. Get it next time you go to B-Dubs. we got some unique flavors. Comment down below uh, if you're listening to this on, on 
Apple Podcasts, really any any of those services. Comment down below, tweet us. What is your favorite wing sauce? I, I want to hear. Am I too wild? I don't I don't like buffalo sauce. Is that wild? This, yes, update me. It is wild. I, I've gotten two wilds. Yes, that is wild. All right, moving to our our main topics. Uh, again, we are short on time. Um, so we, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to get to what we can. Um, we're gonna start off in college basketball today. We had the Big Ten ACC challenge. I believe the Big Ten did win. I think. Yeah, I think it was eight to six. Eight or, to six. I think so. Um, and we we had a lot of interesting games. Um, so let's start with Michigan and Louisville. Um, where this is one where I thought Michigan would win by seven. I uh, definitely underestimated Louisville like a lot. Uh, Louisville ended up winning forty eight or fifty eight to forty three. Excuse me. Um, and Louisville was was amazing. They looked. Phenomenal. I'm not saying Michigan's the absolute greatest team ever. I know they're ranked really high and they've had some good wins. But Louisville, oh my God, their defense is amazing. Michigan shot 26% from the field and 16% from three, hitting only 66.66% of their free throws. Um, They looked phenomenal. I mean, I'm super impressed with Louisville, super impressed with Chris Mack over there. Uh, so, I mean, what did you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, I think there was definitely some fatigue with Michigan. They, yeah. they came off of playing, you know, some Big great tournament. teams, Gonzaga, North Carolina. So the fatigue was definitely an issue for them, not necessarily a reflection of how good they are, and I still believe Michigan's very good. But, yeah, as you said, Louisville, the defense, was was insane, held Michigan to twenty five about 26% shooting. So very impressive, and I think Louisville is going to be one of the top five teams all year. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see if Louisville can pick it up offensively. They also did not shoot their best, 37% from the field, 21 uh, from three-point. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. But moving along to Ohio State, North Carolina. Now, here is my question. Is Ohio State for real, or is North Carolina just not as good as we think? So I think it's actually more that North Carolina is not as good as we think. I think they are, for the most part, a one-man show. Now, Armando Bacot— Yeah, he didn't play, right? Uh, well, he got hurt he got early hurt. in the game, so that definitely hurt them. Obviously, they didn't really have anyone to guard Caleb Wesson, and that um, they struggled and they lost by 25. Um, so I think it's more North Carolina is not that great. I think they're probably like a, you know, somewhere in that 12 to 18 range. Like they're not like elite like they normally are. Um, it, it's Cole Anthony, and you know, if they didn't have Cole Anthony, they would be a pretty like a relatively bad team but Ohio State is a really good team I think they will fall off like right now they're kind of on this hot streak they will fall off they'll kind of fade back into the ladder the top 25 like teens to the maybe 20s Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah you know Ohio State played a great game but um they they got to keep it up Mm -hmm. I I kind of agree with you I I don't think Carolina's North Carolina's quite what you know a lot of people have said I think it's, you know, Cole Anthony is amazing, and he is. But I just don't think they're quite like that. I think Ohio State's really, really good. And I don't know if you remember, a couple weeks ago, which team did I say was the best team in the Big Ten? Did you say Ohio State? I did. Mm. I didn't say Michigan State because they suck, which we will get to. I thought you might have said Michigan. I definitely didn't say Michigan. I I actually didn't think Michigan should have been ranked at the beginning of the year, like, at all. I actually thought their their Ken Palm was, like, 30 or something, and I was like, I thought that was high. I know you, you disagreed, and... I remember we were talking about how I was like, there's no way they're going to rise into the top 10. And you're like, yeah, they are. And I mean, they rose up to four, which is really impressive. Highest uh, move up in like 70 years or something stupid like that. So I think Ohio State's really good. But let's let's move on to Duke and Michigan State. Um, this was a, a very interesting game. Duke at Michigan State. This was a true away game for Duke. Um, and they ended up winning by 11. So w- w- what do you think with this game? Um, you know, Duke's getting back on track after their Stephen F. Austin loss. You know, they are very talented, and that's what showed. I think in this game against Michigan State, it just showed that they were more talented. You know, there were there were so many, like, instances where Michigan State would drive to the basket, and they would just get blocked. Like, Jack White would get a block, or Vernon Carey would get a block. And, and that's something that, 
uh, is really a takeaway. Like in the NBA, like these prototypical five man, like Vernon Carey, Yudoka Azabuki, these types of guys probably won't be as successful in the NBA, but in college, they can be. They, can. they still can be dominant, and Vernon Carey has proved that so far this season. Yeah, I I actually, the Duke Stephen F. Austin loss is obviously a little bit fluky. This game, Michigan State didn't even have Cassius Stanley. Uh, and I mean, they, they, they kind of. Killed Michigan State a little bit. They shot really well from the field. Uh, I mean, fifty-six percent from the field, forty-seven, almost forty-seven from three. They they played a pretty good game. I, I was very impressed with Duke here. Uh, as always, Michigan State just not that great there's at sports. There's concern right now. The, there's no concern. They're just not that great. That's the thing. I think they'll turn around. They aren't going to turn around. Time. It's because they're not that great. <laughs> that's that's my take on Michigan State. But let's let's move forward um, to college football. We we. Do have the uh, controversial playoff? We recorded this on Sunday. Um, thank you. Shout out to uh, our normal uh, studio live audience. studio audience member Ben O'Brien. He is not with us today, but he did text me the uh, top four, and uh, we have talked about it a little bit before we recorded. But uh, I want to see everyone's reactions from this. Uh, we have number one is LSU, number two Ohio State, number three Clemson, and number four Oklahoma. Now, did the committee get this right? That is the question I have. You know, Max. I actually I just want to hear yes or no. What, what do you think? Did they get it right? No, I would have put Ohio State one. Probably. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you. I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. Ohio State is the best team in the world. They are. And I I, I can keep on looking with my eyes and showing you how they're the best team in the world. I, I think LSU is close. I'm not saying LSU isn't great. But Justin Fields is just so, so, so great. I, I, the Wisconsin game that just happened, I know they had to come back and you know win a little bit. Um, but it's going to be interesting. If Ohio State does pull this off, this will definitely be one of Ohio State's best teams ever. Because you have to go through Clemson, which I would say is the best three seed team in the playoff they've ever had I mean that Clemson team is it's pretty solid Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback they have so many great receivers um and just Ross um and uh so it's going to be interesting to see if they get through Clemson and if LSU wins and they get through LSU I I'm I mean they're going to be one of the top Ohio State teams ever what do you think Trevor did they get it right uh, yeah, I think they did. I gotta disagree with you guys here. I think that's my exact order that I predicted before it came it out, and I think it's what it should be. I think LSU, despite all of the Ohio State fans that are on my timeline on Twitter that think they should be number one, I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I think LSU's better. It's just my opinion. Look, I, we'll find out in January. I hate Ohio State fans probably more than the average person. They're the worst. Okay, any Ohio State list fans listening, you guys are terrible, terrible fans. Okay, did you know you have a basketball team that's actually pretty good? I don't know if you knew that, but. Here's the thing. Ohio State deserves to be number one. I, I will back it up. I, I think they will win. I think they're going to win the college football championship. They will. To wrap up today's episode today, um, we're going to do our quick prediction for the week. Uh, mine is the Ravens will clinch the playoff today. Now, they don't need to win to clinch the playoff. If they tie, they clinch. Or I think if, uh, I forget if another team loses. I think it's if the Steelers lose. I want to say Indianapolis. Indianapolis loses. Well, it's just to clinch their division. It's either that or Houston. Or maybe it is playoffs. It's one of those teams they yeah. just got to clinch. So uh, I'm not saying they, they will win. I, I I don't know if I think that. I don't want to jinx the Ravens. They, they've were eight in a row here. Um, so I don't want to. I, I would appreciate it if you jinxed. I, I I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> me too. Uh, stop, Patriots fans. Um, but we all know an annoying Patriots fan, right? Can can we get a comment? If everyone, do you know an annoying Patriots I fan? I know plenty of them. Thank yes. you. Thank you. You're my annoying Patriots. And you want to know what's? I'm not you, can you though. guess what's similar? What what the same thing is with each annoying Patriots fan that you know? Um. When no, did they? When did they become a Patriots? Oh, fan? probably around like two thousand four or five. Oh, they yeah. were. They grew up and they just had no hometown team, so they watched Tom Brady be great. And they were like, "Well, I like him." Is that what happened with you? Yes, it is. All right. So we're, we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna give. What is your quick prediction for the week? Uh, my quick prediction is that the Rams will beat the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football tonight. All and right. yeah, 
All right. That's a, that's a good one for sure. All right. Well, uh, that'll be it for today's episode. Uh, just a quick announcement we are going to have. Uh, I think we are going to go on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, it is We have finals this week. Um, then we have our winter break, and Trevor and I are, are, are not staying in the same spot as we normally are during the school year. So we're going to take a little bit of hiatus, but we will be back towards the end of December. We're going to you yes. know continue the podcast. We're not done. We both love doing the podcast. I know love Ma- Max loves it. Well, I hope you love being here. You like, you like being here, Max? Yeah, of course. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Um, I, I need to come up with more amazing things to say about you, so we definitely have to continue. So we, we are going to continue, but we probably will be taking a, a quick hiatus. We will have a lot to talk about when we get back. Trevor and I uh, and a couple of our friends are going to see uh, Bronny James next Saturday in the uh, the big high school showdown in Columbus. So if any of you are in Columbus and you want to come say hi, come say hi. We'd like to say hi. Um, but uh, we would de- definitely have a lot of stuff to say about that episode. Um, but uh, for, for, for now, uh, please subscribe to us on all, all podcast places. Uh, we're kind of everywhere, so just, just find one of them and you know click the button. Follow all of us on Twitter and the Small Baller Podcast, Twitter at Small Baller Pod. Trevor, do you, do you have a final statement? You look like you have a final statement. Um, so, yeah, we're going to the uh, the showcase in Columbus next week. Four games with four high school games, the final yep. one being Sierra Canyon versus Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary, which Could is a great game. LeBron James' alma mater yeah. playing against – uh, Bronny and Zaire Wade yep. and you know BJ Boston. Some, so that'll be a great game. It, Can't great. wait for that. And the next time we do have an episode, we will definitely talk about that. Yes. So. Um, and we we probably are going to be doing a a podcast kind of college basketball pool. Um, I think we'll be uploading it as a bonus episode. I think that's what we decided. I think it's going to be live studio audience member Ben O'Brien, uh, Max, myself, and Trevor. I think we're going to do a little bit of a, a college basketball pool. So we'll see how that kind of turns out, but uh, something will happen. So th- thank you guys for uh, you know listening to this slightly longer episode. Uh, we just did want to give you that update about our, our small hiatus, and if you're a Big Brother fan, a, a Yatus. Um, but uh, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening today, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons!